The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who don't understand English, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive of my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Podcast of Wholesome Kink and Perverted Knitting. I'm Sarah Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And uh, we are back, and after only just one week, which I realize is a little odd for us, but hey, you got that bonus episode. Three weeks out. in a row. Wow. Yeah. Kind of like old times. <laughs> Will we be able to keep up this pace? No. No, not, not unless somebody else cut, shows up and wants to do an interview and, and has to do it on one of our off weeks, so... Let's see here. What have I done in this last week? Oh, gossip session? Yeah. Well, I skipped out on some kink stuff, but because mm-hmm. I did nerd stuff instead. I went to a local small convention that just started a couple years ago, or last year, I think, was its first year. Um, it was okay. Um, I ran, did some stuff for it, and helped with it. Not terribly kinky, except there's cosplayers, so there's always the uh, prerequisite teenage boys who are like, oh, we're going to do our hair up and open our shirts and be some sort of anime character because we have flat stomachs. You know, that's always distracting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, there's like, I'm going to dress up like a superhero. And, you know, dance belts. If you're going to dress up like a superhero and you're at a convention where there's children... Invest in a dance belt, you know, yeah, the, the kind of the jack strap that has the one strap that really just tucks your stuff in so it's not, at, there's still a lump, but it's just not as prevalent. Or and, maybe wear underwear. And, yeah, and it's a indistinct lump. You're not able to tell somebody's religion when they're wearing I couldn't tell the religion, belt. but I could make out three distinct lumps, so it's like ball, ball, cock. Got it. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's like, part of me was like... I kind of want to take a picture. I would kind of want to say, hey, can I take a picture of your costume? Meaning, I want to take a picture of your cock. Then it occurred to me, they might not be 18. They looked that indistinct, like, late teen range, but I'm like, you uh-huh. know, uh, no, we're not going to go there. And, um, and there were, and it wasn't a, an adults only. Nope, nope, nope. children, yep. lots of children. Um, it was, and so, but that's the other reason. I know someone who has a Green Lantern mm-hmm. suit and which he wore because, you know, it's skin tight, and he was very proud of his body, as he should be. He worked hard on it. He was also very proud of his cock, as he should be, because he's <laughs> basically large. Um, and he always said, yes, uh, depending on where I'm wearing this, if I'm wearing it at a fun event with adults, there's no underwear. Let people see everything. And if I'm going to be wearing it somewhere where kids, like, during the day at the convention, um, yeah, then he'd wear underwear underneath. So it wasn't quite as obvious, the outline of all his stuff. Honestly, if he could walk around naked, he would, and well, yeah, it was it's pleasant to look at. But well, you know, you know if, if you've got it, show, flaunt it. Especially when you worked hard at it. He used to be quite a tubby kid in college. I saw pictures, and now he's worked hard at being, you know, uh, borderline stocky. He's fallen in love, and and uh, you know, <laughs> has he's got the dad bod going. No, 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 no. But it's not quite as ripped as it was. Ah, it's simply, okay. Some of the edges are soft. So that was that was all the kink I really did. Um, which is, you know, other than, you know, 
wasted time on Scruff and Grinder, people saying hi to me, who are either obviously bots or no, <laughs> nothing will ever happen. Recon. You need to do recon. I found that that has the best signal-to-noise ratio. Cool. It is on recon. Um, so I don't, I, I don't feel I have that kink cred down yet. Until I actually know how to you know, hog tie someone, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Trust me, compared to some of the people on recon, you have plenty of kink cred. If I judge myself based on the merits of others, I would feel so much better about myself, but I don't. <laughs> I always have a stupid If you level. listen to this podcast, you have enough kink cred to be on recon. Yeah. Oh no, I'm on recon, but it's just like I don't interact as much as I should. Yeah, oh, speaking of should. like websites, yeah. yeah, I think Manhunt was free this weekend, and you know, I didn't have any time to be on Manhunt or look at you know, everyone's pictures. Oh, well, such is life. So oh, what did yeah. you do? Hopefully something better than a con where there may be underage people in skin-tight outfits. Yes. Well, one thing that I did this week is we got a fan letter Woo-hoo. that I want to share. The title is Podcast Fan. I love the show. As a kinky lesbian who plays with balls of yarn and former Michigander, your show is such a pleasure. Additionally, your discussion of leather knitting, well, it was crocheting, but yeah, you could probably knit that stuff too, is inspiring a desire to design leather lace and do stainless steel knitting kink gear. Great stuff. Regards, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm... Uh, first uh, female listener that I'm aware of, first lesbian listener that I'm aware of. Yeah, I know of, well, no, I mean, mom claims that, that she listens to it, even though I tell her not to. And uh, I know of at least one straight guy who listens to us uh, during his commute. And sometimes when things get too detailed, he pulls in to a gas station and it's like, you know, I'm just going to let that run while I go get gas. I'm kind of terrified the day of your mother listening to us for the, uh, for the possibility I may meet her someday. And it's like, hi. Uh, oh. You know, probably too uh, much. Hello, m- hello, Mrs. Arcane. <laughs> Pleasure to see you. No real names. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great last name. Actually, yeah, but... I think there's, that was the name of some of the characters in Swamp Thing. Yeah, oh, probably Abigail Arcane and Anton Arcane, and well, as, as realistic as you know, Arcane. Swamp Thing is. Hey. Um, <laughs> so, also this uh, last week, um, there was a leather expo at Menjo's. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not to get to go, but I saw several people on my Facebook went and had a good time. Yep, I know some I of our it. people from First Friday. I think we're yeah. going to be there and. Um, they invited me along and I was like, I'm so busy this weekend. If, you know, that would be about the fourth thing on my list of things I would be doing if I didn't have one that I'm doing. Because was also a bear weekend at camp, which would have been Yeah, that that would have been pleasant too. Well, I mentioned it because at the end of number six, Mm -hmm. which I attended last night, a couple of guys were interested in going and seeing what was there. And I was like, you know, I just don't have the energy plus i've got a 90 minute drive back and yeah no i would i would be a danger to myself and others on the road if i was driving back at 2 30 in the morning but yeah number six was quite good a couple of guys were there who had not been there for a long time they moved 
out of the Detroit area years ago, and they were back for an event um, and showed up at the number six dungeon and said, I want to use practically everything in here. <laughs> um, you know, because that, that dungeon has a lot of stuff there and not not a lot of it ends up getting used. Yeah, well, so, I was thinking, yeah, I think, oh, is this, I mean, I'm sure it's been used in the past, but, you know, yeah. who knows when it's like come down off the wall or off the rack and actually, you know, has been more than decorative, you know. But so it sounds like a lot of things got dusted off and... Yeah, well, a, a, specifically the half-ton hoists got used. No. Okay. So, uh, one guy, uh, the the lucky devil, um, got wrapped up in saran wrap and duct tape, mm-hmm. and it was nice to see somebody do it who has a lot lot more experience with it than even I do, so I picked up a few pointers on that, so my next wrap job will be even better. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm... Getting better at one that, of the reasons yeah. to go to these things is to see others' techniques, so you can kind of expand or fine tune your own repertoire. Yep, and so yeah, started with palette wrap, and then over it with duct tape, and then a few splashes of red duct tape, and then we laid the bottom down on the stretcher that that you mm-hmm. saw hanging up on the wall, and that stretcher has four points on it with nylon straps where you can connect. A chain, and we connected those to the hoist. Okay. So we got him up and off the ground, two feet, two three feet. You know, mm-hmm. per- perfect height that you don't have to bend your knees much to uh, uh, have him lick your cock. Um, so and then yeah, uh, strapped a few electrodes onto his junk and slowly turned that up and mm-hmm. gently rocked him. And several guys were saying. I want that to be me. <laughs> all the equipment. Uh, all, all the equipment is there, and it, it's just a matter of making it a priority and being willing to take over basically that entire section of the dungeon. Because, yeah, you, when when we had him hoisted up, yeah, it kind of filled the entire yeah. space. And, yeah, it took a while. We started wrapping him... About eight thirty, and then we finally cut him out just shortly after eleven. Okay. So yeah, he was in bondage for about two hours there, and oh yeah, in addition to um, electrodes and the the tens unit on his cock, the top also broke out Mark's violet wand, mm-hmm. found, found where that had been hiding. <laughs> And set it to low and applied it to the bottom of his feet. And it made him laugh like he was being tickled mm-hmm. on the bottom of his feet. And it's like, and the whole time, he just had this, this goofy grin on his face. He was so happy to be in this wonderful, comforting, relaxing position. And, yeah. sounds like a bad, it sounds like a, a bad month to miss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's always, I mean, there's always something that happens every month that's oh, you know, yeah, worthwhile, yeah. but it sounds like there were some cool things to be seen last night. So, yes. fair enough. I <clears throat> was, well, yeah, I got back in Lansing about oh, 8.30, or and I was just wiped out. I, I was supposed to go out to dinner with friends, and we stopped at a place and there was like there were games on so it was a sports bar so the no tables were filling out like we don't know how long it's going to wait and I'm like okay I'm out 
They're like, we can go somewhere else. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're trying to be, a, my friends are trying to be accommodating. Right, I'm like, right. No, no, no. I've used my last spoon for the day. I am, I'm, I'm out. I, I don't care if it's easy now. It's like, I just want to go home and go to bed. And I did. Well, perhaps you should consider a, a room down in Jackson. Nope. 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 That's more spoons. Okay. To sleep somewhere else and arrange it and all that kind of stuff. That's even more bother than going driving home. It wasn't fair, driving fair home. It right. was, I didn't want to deal with any more goddamn human beings. I didn't want to have to make small talk with friends or semi-strangers. I didn't want to have to wait in line for food. I just wanted to be done with anything that wasn't sitting in my own house. <laughs> okay. I, I can appreciate that <laughs> feeling. I, I have, I've been in that place before, yeah. And, you know, and, and Jackson's not too bad. It's, what, just 30 minutes or so? Yeah, it's not that far. I mean, no, the drive was not far. It, and I wasn't, like, exhausted. I was just done with socializing. Yes. Yeah. I'm not an extrovert, not an introvert. I, there's some things that are great, but some things take my energy. And this weekend, I was just on, on call the whole weekend doing stuff with people. So it was, like, just a constant energy drain throughout the day. And I just got to that point where it's like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm, Stick a fork in me. I'm I, done. I have to do it again tomorrow. So it might have been different if I could just have slept in and... Taking the day off or just not done anything today other than this, but no, I knew there was a busy day. I'm like, enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I know that, yeah, even though I have wonderful times at Detroit Bondage Club uh-huh. and Number Six Dungeon, I mean, you can tell, especially when we record earlier in mm-hmm. the day, I I have a bit of a hangover uh, well, the next day. Because <clears throat> we, we're very different. Like, uh, in, you know, my. Uh, times there are always mm-hmm. very much uh either watching or being you know or just just you know something casual where you are you know there's a lot of people who want your attentions yes. and again i think it's probably the same thing that i have with uh you know running games or gaming i want to show the people i'm running for a good time so you're kind of on you know you basically have the spotlight on you and you are responsible for someone else's good time and that can be draining it's like yeah, trying to be on and wait. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun, fun but, but it's also like yeah, oh. and the responsibility yeah. of like knowing that yeah, someone's enjoyment of this activity or event is kind of resting on you a lot, and it's like ah oh. yeah. I mean that sometimes I, I feel that way just about just general sex at all. It's like uh, that's why I kind of like don't like hookups. I want to at least know someone casually before sex because, you know, then if it's just kind of mediocre or blah, it's like, okay, then there's not too much because they already know you as a person. Whereas if that's the only way they know you is through, uh, oh, we had a sex act and it was boring. Oh, he's a boring person. It's like, well, no. No, he's I, just boring at sex. He might have uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Or he was having a bad day or any number of things. No, I'll take the boring at sex part. I can, yeah. I, I'll fess up to that. Yeah. Oh, I was also reminded of something. Even though that mummification and suspension scene was the main scene of the night, before that got started, I did flog a few guys, mm-hmm. um, because guys like my flogging arm, and a new flogger was donated to number six, and it is heavier, and it is a double-strapped flogger in that um, the straps are loops they're not mm-hmm. cut okay. mm-hmm. they're not cut at the bottom mm-hmm. so it might just be well it's probably not one long thing of leather because i don't think you'd find a cow that large but yeah having mm. having not having ends but having it folded over on the end gives a a different 
um, and more thuddy sensation, mm-hmm. at least according to the guys um, I was pounding on. I have not had a chance yet to experience mm-hmm. it on my back, so I could only go by weight and reaction. Okay. So, yeah, something, something else I want to have done to me next session. I want to have more things done to mm-hmm. me at these sessions. <laughs> I mean, I have I have a great time sticking my arm in guys, and I have a great time flogging and wrapping guys up. But you know, sometimes, I, sometimes, damn it, I just want to be a greedy bottom. <laughs> like, tie me up, do horrible things to me. That's when you have to just you know, say your dance card. You know, you're willing to do stuff to people, but they have to reciprocate in some way. It's like blowjobs. It's like you know, okay. You're going to blow someone as long as they're willing to blow it back. And if not, then, oh, then they're a jerk. So, yeah. you, I mean, no, that's not the, the case with, you know, play in that. Because some people are just, they want to receive, but they maybe aren't, you know, that great at giving. Mm-hmm. But um, find those switches who are and just like, okay, tonight it's all going to be, you know, reciprocation. Yeah, or perhaps. Or like I've I've put enough out into the universe. It's my turn. Damn it. I think that's it. And also, <laughs> you putting that out there, it's like you know, alternating. Even if it's like you know, you top for a couple scenes and then you know get to bottom for one. Or yeah, I time management. It's not a skill I've yeah. had either. Yeah, like I I'd, I'd really like, and I'm putting this out to the universe. And if any of the attendees are listening to this podcast, I'd really like to be tied up to one of the bondage tables at DBC, blindfolded, um, and have either electrical stimulation or uh, sounding done to my cock. And maybe some other light sensation work on other parts of me. But yeah, I I just want to... Lay there and take it for an hour or so. That's all I want. Oh, so you just have to connect with some of those individuals who I know are quite capable of that. And yeah, yeah, and and hope that they don't already have things planned out. For so maybe you just have to go out, use recon, connect with them, and say, "Hey, you going to this? Because I really like this to happen. Can can, can, I, can I reserve you? <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, dibs." I'll- Dibs on your, uh... Hey, hot dog. It, it, you go to the DBC this month? Can you tie me up? And, and do... Horrible things with some of those wonderful toys? Yeah, <laughs> like, like like your Venus. That, that... I, I really like that. What was the really Venus? Was that it. like the milking machine? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, okay. that's the milking machine. I was machine. in the Amsterdam box when someone else was using one on you, I think, at number six. Yes, and yeah. it, it, it was pretty good, but he... He turned it up to the max too quickly okay. and ended up with with too short of a stroke length. Okay. Um, so it just ended up being more like a constant suck rather than a stroke. Okay. So that uh, yeah, that's a that's something that um, yeah that I want to try again with slightly different settings. Okay. There. All right. Moving on. Last week. No, two weeks ago, last full episode, we asked for your first kink experiences with with a statement that we would share ours. And there are we, was. Are we going first, or are we going to give what people submitted first? Well, we'll do the submissions first okay. because they're 
quick. Um, okay. The response was um, light, and I, I've since putting that request out to our listeners, I realized that if you're the kind of person who is willing to have their first kink experiences shared on a podcast, you're probably the kind of person who would have a podcast mm. rather than be listening to a kinky podcast. So, with that said, we did get one. Okay. All right. And it opens as such. Hi. On episode 29 of your podcast, you asked for first kink experiences. Here's mine. General comment. First kink is, of course, in the mind of the beholder or something. To the straight-laced heterosexual, the fa- I can't even say heterosexual, I can't even think straight, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that I suck cock could be considered kinky. My first time was at 18, if I remember right, or that I like to tongue-fuck a hot butt, which the first of which was probably in my early 20s. I'm willing for this to go on air, but preferably as anonymous. Please do not use... My name or alias, a guy has to have some secrets. <laughs> Fair enough. So we'll do that. So, first bondage. First bondage experience was in was when I was in my late 20s. I'd met somebody at a professional conference and was visiting him a couple of years later. We'd been talking about fantasies. When I was a little kid, I loved having the bed sheets tucked in tightly so I could barely turn over in my sleep. <laughs> I think... Mike, you had something similar that, that you enjoy no, that, that I just, now. I just enjoy being closed when you're going on about sleep sex, but yes. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned that to him and thought I might like getting tied up. He was into the idea, and while he wasn't particularly good at ropes, uh, but his housemate had some uh, fleece-lined leather wrists and ankle restraints, so with her permission, we borrowed them. I stripped to my shorts and got on the bed, he more or less put me in an inverted Y position on my back with the wrist restraints tied to the headboard and each uh, ankle to a leg of the bed. He did a strip tease before using a kitchen knife to cut my briefs off. He laid down on top of me, kissed me, thrusting his tongue deep into my mouth. His hands continued to rub my arms and sides as we kissed, breaking the kiss. He moved to my ears, giving each one a thorough licking and nibbling. Need to do that more often. Uh, after working on my ears, he moved to the armpits, uh, the tender flesh, licking them all over, uh, back and forth, always moving his tongue, then onto my nipples, taking first one, then the other, licking suckily and gently biting them. My nipples quickly hardened to stiff nubs under his care. Moving down, rubbing his hands along my sides, he licked my inner thighs, working up from my knees, my cock throbbing and darkening, still remaining untouched. Suddenly, he stopped and positioned himself so his cock was pointing at my face. He said, open wide, placed the cockhead into my eager mouth, and began feeding me his dick. Not so fast so that I wouldn't gag, but he was definitely in control and doing a good face fuck. I moaned around his hard cock and sucked and licked for all I was worth. After about ten minutes, he pulled out, moved up a little, and presented me with his heavy balls. Licked and sucked on them for about fifteen minutes moved into a 69 position uh, with him doing all of the work. After maybe 10 minutes, his hips started moving faster and in a sucking increased with a loud shout, he pulled off my cock and out of my mouth and shot a huge load of cum all over my face and chest. 
reached down, gave me three quick strokes, and I added my Hmm. own load to my own face and chest. He rotated back to lie on top of me, hugging, kissing, and the cum beginning to glue us together. Oh, how romantic. Hmm. Thank thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much. Um, It's interesting because... I'm trying to think, yeah, it's one of those things that I have a hard time with thinking, well, what is kinky? Now, mm-hmm. in this case, there is the bondage, and then also the the using of a knife to remove the underwear. It has kind of a, a, a knife play threat kind of yeah. you know, scare play invo- you know, thing to it. So, yes, those are definitely. But the rest is, you know, good old, you know, licking, you know, licking armpits. That's kind of borderline kink. Yeah, you know? a little bit. But, I mean, yeah, just the things we kind of take for granted is just sex, like, you know, 69, you know, yeah. oral sex. Um, I just think, you know, I don't even think that kinky at all. It's like, that to me, that's vanilla. <laughs> I think once the ropes come out, yes. Yes, yeah, what, once the, the the restraints came out, that that's when that qualified it as first kink. All I can say is pics or it didn't happen, dude. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's in the past. It, yeah, maybe it was not captured for posterity. Yes, I, I, I know who this gentleman is, mm-hmm. and um, he is old enough that when he was in his 20s, the only way such pictures could have been taken safely would have been with a Polaroid. Okay. So, um, I thought you going to say daguerreotype. I'm like, <laughs> And a cave painting captured our love. <laughs> Some days I feel that old, but no. Yeah, come up to my room and see my etchings. Right? <laughs> well, I can, yeah, I can remember. Yeah, the day. Oh, the days of film. I mean, digital. It's like just think of all the amateur porn that's happening nowadays, thanks to digital. I mean, a lot of it was happening back in the days when you had to get developed too. Oh yeah. Or you know, but wow. It's like, you know, in those days I remember having a friend who worked at you know, a photo studio and it's like, hey, if you ever need something special developed, you know, I can do it. And I was like, cool. I'm not that adventurous. <laughs> well, you know, my father had a black and white dark room mm. and I am certain somewhere there are tasteful black and white photographs of my mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which, if that's the case, then we might hear from your mom. And, oh. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Arcane. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, I really have no desire to see them. <laughs> really don't. Uh, oh, but, no, yeah. but, again, thank you for that. Um, you know, no, that's the trouble. I'm trying to think of my first experiences, and mm-hmm. honestly, you know, it's hard because I, you know, I've not done a lot. Like I said, I think the first time I've been flogged was uh, number six. Uh, you obliged and worked on me a bit. Uh, bondage. I've never. I've never really been tied or bound. You know, well, the box. Oh, again, after the box was something. Six, yeah, but that was just more like okay, try this out. It didn't. I mean, a, little th- a few things happened while I was in it, but it didn't really turn into much of a you know a sexual thing. You know, some people yeah. gave me a little attention while I was trapped in there, but it wasn't quite a scene or that. I was like, oh, just trying out this equipment. But actually, yeah. um, you know, I've done group stuff. You know, I think uh, camp it around a campfire once. There was a bunch of us who all just started doing stuff in public in full view of others. I guess that kind of is kink. I think I come down to mine. I think just the first time I did something with a guy, you know, we went on a date, went back to his place and proceeded to not be able to take our hands off each other until the morning. 
which is hard because I had to work the next day, and <laughs> it was it worth was, it. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I you know brought him off several times. I came several times, and you know, just the act of being with you know having access to a penis that wasn't my own was just so cool and thrilling. That yeah, that you know, I don't think I, you know, we didn't even do anything too sexual. I mean, there was, I think, a little bit of oral, no, like anal, and. We were still able to bring ourselves off so much just with hands and rubbing up against each other. And, you know, that was in the height of kink for me because it was so new. Mm-hmm. You know, first time. And I think that's the thing with kink. It's like sometimes the first time you do it, it's like, ah, oh, you know. Yeah. First time something goes up your butt, it's like, ooh, kinky. Ooh. And that's it. I mean, I think that is, yeah, and I think that is kind of one of those things. Is for men, it's kind of that taboo of something up your ass. And right. I think it's, that's, yeah, that's kind of kinky, you know, ass play. You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. I know with straight guys, they, you know, when they talk about it, it's like, oh, this incredible thing. That's like, yeah, she let me do it. And it's like, cool. And, you know, I think there's that. Cool, are you going to return the favor? So, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, it's sad to say, it's like, I, I can't think of any formative thing. Now, I can okay. think of a couple things that led me um, into uh-huh. certain things that interest me. Um, uh, bondage. Uh, there, I think it's called Male Bondage by, I, it's, it's one of those names that, just sounds like someone in the community, you know, maybe even like a pseudonym. Some beautiful men tied up, and just mm-hmm. the artistry of that book made me think, rope. Rope is something really cool that I'd like to pursue more. And um, I've also realized, you know, I'm not huge into water sports, but I'd be willing to definitely do it, because I read this interview with this porn star who was, like, freaking adorable. Mm-hmm. And he talked about that's what he loved. And, in fact, that's why he had hardwood floors in his house, was so this could happen. <laughs> he talked about like would be he'd go to a bar and be chatting up a friend and the friend would be talking and he'd just whip out his dick and pee on his friend's leg as kind of a playful ha ha. <laughs> yeah, or just as a being a brat. And just he was just so cute as an of an actor and I was like, Oh God, if he wanted to pee on me, that would be really nice. <laughs> and like I said, I think a lot of times kink lunch you know, we get prod into kink by an experience or hearing about something. Right, right. You see something or do something with someone and it was just so hot that suddenly that little neural pathway has clicked and it's like, this is good. You like this, don't you? Yeah, I mean, Dan, Dan Savage says that about half of the kinksters out there were brought into it through a partner who was more oh. into it than they were. So I think yeah. if you had a good experience, then you yeah, kind of associate that with yeah. like, oh, that was a fun time. How about you? What was your first that you can think of? What I count as my first kink experience is when I was either 18 or 19, I was probably still 18, I never got carded. Mm-hmm. I never got carded. I, I, I've always looked like I've been in my 30s. So, I at 18, I went to the Eagle in Detroit because I had heard about Eagles through internet porn. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Eagle, that's, you know, a, basically a leather bar franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went, and there was a guy there who had taken over the part of the upstairs with a selection of paddles. And I was like, I'd like to learn. I'd, I'd like to try this. And he's like, all right, here's what we'll do. And walked me through and... Few times as the top, few times as the bottom, and taught me what to listen for, how it should feel, mm-hmm. where to aim, and you know positions, and 
yeah, it that yeah, the, one of the worst positions to to flog somebody is um, with them bent over grabbing their ankles hmm. because, or or to paddle the ass in that because in that position everything's taut, hmm. everything's really tight, um, and so that hurts a whole lot more. Uh, which is why he liked getting hit. <laughs> was, he he was a real a real pain pig. In addition to paddling, quote date, we had a few fuck sessions. Mm-hmm. They weren't dates. There was no m- movie or dinner involved. It, it was just uh, kinky sex, gay uh, dates, gay dates. Yeah, but yeah, he he was also sort of into medical play um, and like to get shots of sterile water in his glutes, which mm. burns. Mm. And, yeah, also he was also into uh, scrotal inflation. Okay. Um, yeah, so... These involve needles, probably, don't they? Yeah, yeah. See, I just... Yeah, that's... I just, I, that's one thing I'm not up for yet, is dealing with needle play or needles. I, I, I've stabbled... Right, aversion to needles in general, even like fake ones that I see on TV, is like, oh, some character's gonna get injected with something. Nope, look away, even though I know it's not real. And yeah, yeah so there's certain things I'm just not like. Okay, I hear that? It's like, oh, it sounds fascinating, but no. Nope. Yeah, well, one of the one of the ways that this was less intense is the, the way that he did it. If done correctly, there should be no blood. Because well, it's not the blood. Yeah, that no, I'm right. it's, it's just it's the, the needle itself. Something yeah. sharp and metallic going in. Ah, ah. Uh, all right. So, so ah. sound, something blunt and metallic. Yeah, going I, in. I'm <laughs> fine with sounds. Um, right. But yeah, just yeah, just once it's breaking skin, I'm like, yeah, yeah, not not so much for you, but so yeah, he. Um, Oddly enough, the yeah. idea of knife play doesn't seem. You know, as scary. Like, even, you know, a slice, mm-hmm. but it's that, I guess, that penetration, that puncture. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he was my first, yeah, my first kink experience. Okay. And, yeah, through him I met, yeah, through him I met the Motor City Bears, and eventually mm-hmm. I met Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, was able, you know, able to enjoy the number six dungeon cool. for a couple of years. Which pulled me into it. So cool. How, the, the funny connections. Yeah, I, I'm, and while we're talking about kink, I was just trying to think, yeah, what defines kink? And right. I know, I think a, kind of a, a silly but, you know, rule of thumb is like, anything you're going to hesitate asking a new partner about that you would want done to you or to do. Maybe because, you know, so many things are just like, you know, oral sex... You know, even, you know, rimming is not that outside the pale for gay men that you right, really yeah. would, like, be terribly concerned. I mean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to say, may I lick your ass before you go to it. You just start going down there, and then if they aren't into it, you'd, you're like, oh, no, I don't want that, or oh, I don't feel comfortable. They'll, you know, but we kind of take it for granted uh, that uh, many uh, well, don't you, mind you, it. You might, you might not want to. I, I haven't prepped back there. Not so even yeah, that, but yeah. just there's some who are just opposed to having it, yeah. either doing it or having it done to them. It's like, nope. And you learn that, but uh, you know what? What things would you want to do to them that you'd have to, you know, just kind of bring up? It's like, hey, do you mind if I do this to you, or have you do this to me? And it's like, so maybe if you actually like one of those things that you feel you need to ask, maybe that's kink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 
It's one of those, yeah, yeah. moving targets because it, it, yeah, it's definitely a moving target because I think of a hetero, you know, I think of a standard, my stereotypical view of a heterosexual monogamous couple. It's like could be not doing it in the bedroom or something like, or anything other than missionary. For some couples, yeah, anything other than missionary would be like, oh my gosh, yeah, anything we might even be going to hell for this one. It's like it's where that anything other than missionary in the bedroom with all the lights off at night. Mm-hmm. It is kinky and sinful. But, uh, yeah, but for some some of us, you know, some of us jaded fucks, it's like, it, yeah, <laughs> you have to use the whole chicken. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's a kind of a weird moving target, and yeah, I was trying to think, it's like, what, what was my first? And it's like, well, you know, playing doctor with a neighbor boy, you know. I mean, no sex ever happened from it, but still, just the whole thing of, like, you know, them lifting up their shirt and you feeling up their stomach, it's like, you know, it was naughty and fun and... You know, pre, it might have been pre-pubescent, but, you know, so, mm-hmm. what, is it really sex? But, you know, a little kink to it. Eh, if only he'd been into it. I had the, 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 I always hear these stories about, yeah, the neighbor boy and I, we used to do stuff. It's like, I had the most heteronormative neighbors. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, I think the neighbor kid was like, I'm, because he would always play, he'd be Evil Knievel doing daring stunts, and I'd always be Evil Knievel's doctor. I think at one point he's like, I'm tired of having a doctor. I don't want a doctor anymore. So that was him saying, I don't like this. And it's like, okay. You're right. just going to have to suffer and die. Daredevil. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, it's and like I said, you know, so sorry listeners. It's like, well, I mean, I, well, you know, no, I'm, yeah. you know, Arcane's story is pretty good. Mine's like, eh. Well, and, and, and more, much more detail than I was expecting from our one uh, emailer. <laughs> Thank you. It was just yes, like, yeah. that, that, that Dear was Penthouse, this really happened to me. <laughs> oh, dear. We had some lo- lovely imagery out of it. Yeah. Might try to recreate that <laughs> if I see him again. But yeah, no. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use the kitchen knife because I have recently acquired... A pair of safety scissors. Okay. Um, the kind that paramedics use. Mm-hmm. And I have a pair of some yeah. straight Kingster friends heard I was getting curious about rope, so loaned me a nice pile of books and gave me their old safety scissors because they had better ones. It's like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, th- those are always good to have on hand. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, if he has a, a pair of holy drawers that he yeah. <laughs> wouldn't mind getting yeah, destroyed. Yeah, the, the key, with, key with that scene is make sure you're wearing underwear that you don't mind sacrificing. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that to somebody wearing a $75 pair of Andrew Christian. Well, yeah, it's like I had someone try and get frisky with me and ruin some jeans I was in because they had holes in them and thought, oh, let's tear our way into those. And I was like, nope, sorry, I liked those jeans and now you've just ended the chance of anything happening. Because yeah. I'm pissed at you. <laughs> Ask. Gain affirmative consent before doing well, these Well, and things. also prepping a scene and kind of negotiating a scene yeah. before. It's like, hey, so, don't don't wear anything you're, gonna, you're going to miss. Yeah. I think would be a good thing. Yeah. Or, and also maybe, and pack spare clothes so you don't have to, you know, wander back to your car, go try and go home with, you know, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I do have an emergency shirt and a, and a couple of emergency jocks in my uh, blanket. With no emergency pants? No, because I I wear this pair of 
blue jeans all the damn time. See, I, there's a joke about emergency pants. It's um, a cartoonist I know of. He uh, he worked into one of his cartoons, but it came up from his wife had gone out shopping for him, came back with a couple pairs of pants, and while he was at the computer, says, can you try these on? So, you know, he tried them on. It's like, okay, and then threw them in the corner just because he was working, and it's like, okay, I tried them on, they fit, cool, threw them there. A friend came over later that day and was like, why are there pants laying up against the wall? And he's like, they're emergency pants. <laughs> and it's like, why do you have emergency pants? He goes, I don't know, but every kind of situation I can think of that I'd want them, at least they're there. <laughs> and so that kind of became the running joke, and then eventually put it in a strip, and it's like, I know where that came from. So emergency pens. Emergency pens, yes. Uh, speaking of comics, I recently discovered a ner- a new one. Bartender. Oh. It's about a geeky guy who's a bartender oh. and updates infrequently, but okay. yeah, I was able to do an archive binge in about an hour um, no? and start in 2012. So. Okay. It is now part of my blog role, and so... Bartend up, nerds. Yeah, bar, okay. yeah, bartend, sing, singular, plural, yeah, okay. nerds, bartend nerds. Um, yeah, a Google search should bring it up, uh, or bartendnerds.com. Definitely nerdy. Is it also, is it gay nerdy or just gay? It, it is not just, gay nerdy. It okay, is, it's just, ju- it's just nerdy. And, so, okay. Yeah. And the, the life of being a bartender. And a nerd. And a nerd. Ah. Yeah. Or, you know, that flavor of nerd, you know bartending nerd you know all the drinks and all the history that's its own kind of thing too no more more general nerdery yeah so like in an early uh early strip i'm like so glad they hired you i've suffered so she's and the the new girl's like why and the the main character says hey mike what does firefly mean to you bug with a light up butt God. You no. poor thing. <laughs> so, so I uh, uh, craft craft section ready for that? Yeah, because all I know is that it's one of those weirdly hot September days, and I'm sweating balls right now. Uh, yeah. The and trouble of recording in your living room is the air conditioner needs to go off, and we can't open the door. So it's like, oh my god. Yeah, we we have to have the door closed. We have to have the AC off. We have to have the fans off, and oh, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, the main crafting I've done is I have made progress on our bet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't done yet, okay. but I uh, progress is being made. As and, I yeah. got some in, because I did go to the uh, uh, caf- crafty kinky group that met. So I okay. did, did a few rows there, but it was very busy and kind of loud. And oh. lots of children had been brought. So there were like small children crawling all over the floor. And I'm like, no. Okay, got it. Don't touch me. Don't you know I'm a pedophobe? I have a restraining order. All children have to stay away, 50 feet away. I am not that bad, but I was just like, oh, I was expecting this to be kind of a nice, quiet time and meet, you know, yeah. a half dozen or so people and just chatting while we're knitting. Nope, it was families and couple infants crawling around on the floor. And I was like, okay, yeah, different kind of thing. Mm. So I got I got a little bit more done, but... Yeah, there's still much to do. Yeah. Well, with with climate change and global warming, we'll probably get it done by the time the next snowfall hits. Okay. 
you know, in 2023. <laughs> well, I'm at a crucial stage of color because I'm working on the last really big band of olive. And I'll see if, I'm, if I have enough olive or if I have to go for another ball that will probably moderately match. It's been so long since I bought the yarn that I don't <laughs> think I can find matching yarn, but such is life. Okay. Or, or would you be willing to cut that olive nope. band short by... Nope. Nope. Got, Someone got said that. Right. It's like, oh, you can do this. like, nope, sorry. <laughs> I mean, Authenticity matters. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I ain't that picky. Oh, mm. I so am. <laughs> not so picky I, that when I make a mistake yeah. somewhere and realize, oh, I have an extra stitch on now. Okay, I'm not going to worry about where it came in. We can just uh, stitch uh, two we, together. We, yeah, we can just do a decrease. Yeah, I mean, the first Tom Baker scarf that I made which is completely unwearable, I substituted one of the colors with Pepto-Bismol pink. <laughs> Why is it unwearable? Because it's full length. Okay. It, 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 is, it is uncomfortably long. Okay. I have another one that I did with the correct colors, and I did it with uh, Knit One Pearl One ribbing. Okay. So it is thicker and softer, and it's also only six feet long. I, I stopped at six feet. I think I made every section uh, half as wide as it's supposed. I'm kind of curious about mine. I mean, mine's a good three quarter over three quarters of the way done, but it just does not seem that long. So it'll probably be practical. But it's like even the TV show, you know, the thirteenth season was the shortest. But I just might be very tight in my knitting, and also yeah. given time, it'll stretch out. I imagine. But oh yeah, see. yeah. No, the the one I made it. It's a table runner. Okay. It, it, it really is. It is not practical to wear as a scarf. It is too wide, too long, and the colors are wrong to do cosplay. So, yeah. the only other, um, the only other craft I'm doing, um, I'm trying to make a tablecloth for a gaming table. Okay. I have the materials. I uh, uh, washed it. I have a friend who I'm supposed to get together with, and she's supposed to help me put it together. Mm-hmm. She's been super busy. She's she's Polly, so. You know, she has no time. <laughs> Husband, boyfriend, you know, life. And she's also very busy with stuff. I'm like, oh, hey. And it's like, but I found I have another friend who has a sewing machine, so I might hit her up. And it's like, hey. So that, you know, getting this tablecloth done, I think, might be a big thing. Or, or maybe we should try and convince the uh, Lansing maker space that, you know what, what would go really well with your 3D printers? A sewing machine. Actually, you can borrow one from the library. Uh, the cattle system has, they call it the library of things. And you can uh, GoPro cameras, uh, sewing machine. Uh, there's a couple other items. Oh, metal detector and a number of other items you can uh, borrow from the library. Uh, mm. You can borrow for three weeks with the option of extending for one week as a renewal. And uh, they're testing it out. But, yeah, it's to be had. I will have to take a look at that. To see. I've always, yeah, some things like metal detector, I've always been tempted to, like, play with one and, you know, go to a beach or somewhere and just see what treasures can be found. Unlikely. Lots of bottle caps, I'm sure. Um, see and, what you find at Turner Park. And then there's, uh, you know, but yeah, the sewing machine thing, it's like, ooh. so That would work. That would work really well. So that's my crafting past. All right. Cool. So, yeah, it is... Oh yeah, it's so it hot. is hot. So it is fucking hot. It, oh gosh. God, oh, we are. Whew. Yeah, it, it, yeah. For the end of September, and yeah, climate change is real. Vote oh, there's a accordingly. Like, there was an excellent XKCD comic that was all about that about a week ago. That oh show, yeah, and it was beautifully done, showing you know if you know just temperature 
changes over since the last Ice Age. So it's been a while. Yeah. And it was retweeted by the White House. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, because my, uh, my gibberish bot follows uh, the White House okay. uh, Twitter account. So I, I saw that. So. Is that a political statement? <laughs> well, I've, I, I'm trying to make my bot less political because it tends to make people grumpy. And <laughs> what really made people grumpy was in an initial phase... It retweeted people, but it did so inaccurately, uh-huh. and I got some white-hot rage directed <laughs> my way for that. So, yeah, I I removed that capability. It doesn't retweet anymore. So That would be an incendiary kind of Twitter bot that just goes and retweets things, but changes keywords. Which is basically what it did. I mean, you know, because um, XKCD has had a couple beautiful ones where they just make a list of words that show up in media and substitutions. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I made sure I, I don't want to cause stress with my, with my nonsense, bot. I want it to be lightly. Not the nonsense. bot. Yeah. You want the, 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 you know, evil nonsense bot that has the goatee and can't be easily yeah. traced back to you. Yeah. So no, not the fires happen. Okay. And I have fires. Oh my God. Let's <laughs> end this. Uh, yes, yeah, I know you've been drunk. Yeah, speaking of the, the dumpster fire that is this show, we have run out of time again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryproneComp. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attributions License. We are your hosts, Sarah Kane and Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion, and hopefully stay cool. Good night. Good night.